I, Paul Atreides, son of Duke Leto Atreides, and the Lady Jessica, have come to this dry and arid world of Arrakis to take the Gomjabar, the water of life, in order to become the Kozrak Harak, or the super being. With my loyal followers, the Fremen, I will avenge my father, who died at the hands of Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. I am on Dune, my adopted home, dry, arid, and only the sandworms live here. Not one drop of rain shall fall on Arrakis. Hello? Hello? You look like you're lost. Is this the planet Arrakis? No, no, this is Tilgate Park. The planet Arrakis is 70,000 light years that way. It's just we haven't had any rain for over a month, so that's why everything is so dry. Oh, uh, okay, um, I, I'd better be off then. You don't need that still suit here. There's still plenty of water in Tilgate Lake. Have you seen any sandworms hereabout? 600 feet long and with an attitude to match. I've got them in my back garden. They're a bloody nuisance and I've had to call in rent-a-kill. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... Oh, sorry, I forgot to come up with one. Well, actually, I'm looking more like the man from Del Monte at the moment. You I'm, always do. I'm sitting here in all my whites. Uh. Dazzling. They, they're not white. I know it's well, cricket season. Queen. Let me, let me quickly think. The man think. from Del Monte. He said, yes! Do it again. And I, yes, I am... A dried out piece of pineapple left over from a ham and pineapple pizza that nobody wants to eat. Because quite frankly, what kind of monster puts pineapple on a pizza in the first place of life? (laughs) I love you. I love you too. (laughs) I do. So do I. It's my favourite pizza. (laughs) She gets the one to herself because no other bugger will eat it. (laughs) I love pineapple on my pizza. You're a decrepit old lady. I know. (laughs) Are we whispering? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, meanwhile, back in the year one, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Yay. Christmas. Is uncancelled. Uncancelled? Uncancelled. Many people were trembling at the thought of their Christmases being bereft of Doctor Who. But now those fears can instead be turned into fevered anticipation. Fevered anticipation, fevered anticipation. the Chibnall himself has confirmed that Doctor Who will indeed have a festive special. And what's more, it will be in addition to the ten previously announced episodes. 
the San Diego Comic Con, Who head honcho and one-time Doctor Who Appreciation Society member Christopher H. Chibnall said... It's ten standalone episodes. There's no two-parters or anything like that. What we want is for people to feel like we've got the range and variety of Doctor Who this year. So if you've never seen it before, you're going to fall in love with it. And if you have seen it, you're going to get those things you love about the show across the ten episodes. Chibnall added... We seem to be filming 11 episodes and it's only a series of 10. I don't know what's happened. It's a show about space and time, so it's all quite abstract. Also naughtily revealing itself was the Doctor's new sonic screwdriver, showering all with its golden light. Adam. Naturally, some terrible people with their smutty little minds immediately suggested that it looked like an adult toy. That's it, Though the BBC and the Vast Toffee hey, man, got there first in 1999 when the first female screen doctor, Joanna Lumley, found an additional setting for her sonic screwdriver. So the BBC really cannot complain. I like it. It looks a bit steampunkish. It looks like Serenity. Mm. It's like someone started drawing Serenity yeah, and then yeah. changed it into a worm. Okay. It's, it's nice, small, and <laughs> no, discreet. I, no, I know it's <laughs> You can buy those and summers as well. well was saying, does it go in a handbag? No, the thing is, the thing is, the last two uh, sonic screwdrivers were overly fussy. Yeah, like a penis. <laughs> well, you, you, you had um, um, number 11s with those big drawn out claws look more like a weapon like a and then you had number 12 with all those extra fussy and noisy mm-hmm. bits on it so it looks more like a bullet than a rampant rabbit it, it's more it's more in keeping <laughs> it's more in keeping with uh, 9 and 11s mm-hmm. it's smaller more discreet it's a bit bullet meets rabbit <laughs> I, I'd like to point out that we are not we are not at all smutty minded but, but we will be having fun with this one for a while because it, it does look a bit apparently well, the lady Karen, apparently it, some of us might have more fun than others well, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it rotates. <laughs> rotates and vibrates. What yeah. more do we want? Yeah. <laughs> Any more news? After that. Of the yeah, non-moist variety? <laughs> We're clean. Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn fed to the wolves. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Talking of things that were somewhat acceptable a few years ago, but are rather less so now, Guardians of the Galaxy writer, director and general mastermind James Gunn has been fired from the franchise by Disney. Blimey. Mm. Mm-hmm. A series of inappropriate joke tweets made by Gunn, dating back nine to ten years, oh, good grief, have recently been republished, seemingly with the intention of bringing him down. Mm. Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn declared... The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James' Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. Gunn himself said of this, Many people who have followed my career know, when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. My words of nearly a decade ago at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative. I have regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not not provocative like I'd hoped, but also because they don't reflect the person I am today or have been for some time, regardless of how much time has passed. I understand and accept the business decisions taken today, even though it's many years later I take full responsibility for the way I conducted myself then. Quite what this means for the upcoming third Guardians of the Galaxy film, which was set to be Gunn's last, is currently unclear. Many people have publicly criticised Disney's handling of this, including the likes of David Bautista, Patton Oswalt, Justin Rowland and Selma Blair. The latter said... 
Marvel rehired James Gunn. Sign the petition. Well, we'll put this in the show notes. At change, because if people are punished despite changing, then what does this teach people about owning mistakes and evolving? This man is one of the good ones. Yeah. Mm. Sad. Sad news. Yeah. Mm. So like sure. no reaction to me, but, you know. Well, it's comments made nine to ten years ago. I mean, yeah. Um, there's a big difference between what he did and what Roseanne Barr yeah. did. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Roseanne Barr was racist straight you know there was no question about it he made what he well they they were they were pathetic yeah. the things he said but you know that's what they were they were pathetic and as has been discussed a lot recently freedom of speech gives you the right to say things it also gives people the right to show you the door for yeah. saying them yeah. Yeah. but if disney are going to talk about things that happened a long time yeah. ago what about the days when disney used to depict black people as having big lips and mm. big white eyes and little tiny bunches in their hair what about peter pan's reaction to the american indians of the day people and outfits change. Yeah, mm. I think the dis- specific distance between this and Roseanne Burr is Ro- Roseanne sent those tweets now. Yeah, he and, has, they, and yeah. they were racist. Yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. Know. There's, there's also the question if, let's say, I don't know what the tweets are from nine, ten years ago, but nine, ten years ago, he made, he, let's say he made a racist comment. He wasn't racist. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm, I know it wasn't racist, but let's say ten, twelve years ago, he made a racist comment. Mm-hmm. He might not have had, hold that attitude now. He may have grown, evolved, learnt, mm. educated, etc. There is an element of what the comments someone made nine ten years ago aren't necessarily the ideas or etc they they have mm. carry now it's yeah. almost like you've you've done a crime you've done time but we're still going to hold that criminal we're offense still going to hold it you. against you yeah. you have to judge the person by who they are now opposed to what they said then we're lucky in that this stuff said. didn't exist when we exactly, were kids. Exactly, as we've said but, before. Yeah. It also could it's be argued if he was, as he said in his statement, he's always regretted it. Mm. Why didn't he go back and delete them? Well, I don't know. He, probably, no. he certainly yeah. he apologised for them back in 2012 before he oh, got did he? before he got the job with Disney. Yeah. As we as we were discussing before the podcast, another worrying thing is uh, the person who took it on the upon themselves yeah. to trawl through his Twitter feed mm. to see how mm. they could bring him down. Yeah, and we've I, we've always said we'll never talk politics on yeah. this podcast so we won't but everyone knows why yeah. his account which, was targeted for yeah yeah i mean but, there um, there is a world of difference between something said in haste and sort of said in frustration yeah. and something that is premeditated and sort of said deliberately so. if you if you've got something to say in haste or in frustration the last place you should be going <laughs> is social yeah. media well, yeah but yeah. 10 years ago people did and they didn't know any better it was yeah. still quite a new yeah. thing mm, yeah. they're still doing it now okay well yeah I yeah. still think he was very unwise not to delete them when he yeah, made his original apology. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how did. far, how active the because campaign to find them was. Yeah, these are things people, are never really deleted, are Yeah, because there are long, people yeah. that have deleted tweets and they come to surface because someone else downloaded they're, it they're, or shared it. Mm, you can yeah. delete your tweet, but you can't check, delete the shares yeah. of tweets. Every copy and, of it everywhere, yeah. And I think there's also a thing of... It, it doesn't really matter how old you are, whether you're 21, 41, 61. Ten years is ten years. Mm, Everyone yeah. can change their ideas yeah. in that time. As we've said before, the, dif- last 10 years, yeah. Yeah, the, dif- the difference is something I may have said to you down the pub in 2011 is forgotten. Mm. If I'd yeah. said it to you on social media, it's always there. Mm, yeah. There were certain things someone said to me I will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't you. 
Mm. You'll have to tell us later. Any more news? Ah, ah. Star Wars. The Clone uh, Wars. Ooh. Uncancelled. It's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Back, back in 2013, Disney controversially cancelled the animated TV series Star Wars The Clone Wars, leaving the story arc unfinished. In the meantime... Bits and pieces of the story have filtered out in short stories and hinted at in the recently finished Star Wars Rebel animated series. But fans still wanted a proper conclusion. Now they get their wish, as unexpectedly during the 10th anniversary panel at Comic-Con, a trailer started with the words, A war left unfinished. (gasps) Until now. Supervising director, I'm going to screw this up, David Faloni. Phil Faloni. Thank you. near enough. I'm going to screw this up, David Faloni. What a stupid name. I'd have gone with David as the main name, and then I'm going to screw this up as the middle name. Less embarrassing for the kid. Yeah. yeah. Said. <laughs> I didn't think we would ever have the opportunity to return to the Clone Wars thanks to the Rodenda's fan support and the team behind Disney's direct to consumer streaming service. We will now get to tell more of those stories. Twelve new episodes are currently announced, all to appear on Disney's new Netflix style streaming service at some currently unknown time. Providing they don't sack the. Uh... <laughs> but why are they doing this? Why? This not going to be good enough. It's going to ruin the franchise. It's never going to be good enough, is it? Money makes the world go round, the world go round. Yeah, people will complain on the internet <laughs> because it wasn't like it was when they were kids. I don't like. I don't like internet trolls. I remember Star Wars. Any addendums? I have no addendums. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't think I have. Do I have an addendum? I don't know. You didn't mention anything. You're you're sitting there looking. You've got your legs crossed in a smug banner. (laughs) (laughs) How can you cross your legs in a smug banner? Smug (laughs) crossing of legs. Okay, I'm sorry. That's man spreading. That's just wrong. Don't don't ever do that. That, That's needing an operation. Really, you need an operation. Come on, then. You know you've got an addendum. Let's have uh, it. As we know, it's been. In the uh, Comic-Con weekend, it San has. Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. And there has been a whole plethora of trailers and bits and pieces mm-hmm. dropped. Mm-hmm. First, I'd like to point out the, the new Star Trek mm-hmm. trailer for Star Trek Discovery, which introduces Captain Pike. Mm-hmm. Has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> we have an, an Orville a new, a new Star Trek rip-off. Is that an awful? Se- season 2 Orville trailer. Yeah, the Orville. Has back to in be, October. Has to be observed. That's back in October. And they also have had a semi-trailer, a behind-the-scene documentary et on uh, Good Omens, which was fun to watch. Doesn't give anything away because virtually all of it's against green screen. Yeah. Mm. And it's not out till 2019. D- yeah, that's not that out. That's a very premature yeah, <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Really, yeah. And also there's a little bit more about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. What? They've got Spider-Ham! It's clearly Spider-Pig. No, no, it's <laughs> Spider-Ham. He was, Spider-Ham. He was He's... bitten by a radioactive pig. Yeah, it's a spider <laughs> who was bitten by a radioactive pig. Right, okay. I'd like to point out that if a pig bit a spider, there'd be no spider left. <laughs> Big spider, little pig, <laughs> spider ham. I shall, I shall play the people hear the trailer later. But spider ham. That, that spider looks interesting. Ham. That's whatever a spider. So I'm, I'm, I'm enthusing about that little lot. 
It does look quite funny. Yeah. So cute. That's it. That's all I wanted uh, to say. The only one I've got is just, uh, it's a very brief one, but they are confirmed to be bringing back Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh. That was mm. another one, yeah. Joss Whedon is involved in some fashion, although probably yeah. not day-to-day showrunner. He's meant to be executive producer, which could essentially mean, yeah, we know you created it, so mm. let's put your name on it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's so. busy doing something else, isn't he? But uh, uh, how, yeah. old is, how old is Sarah Michelle Geller now? It. She won't be in it. Well, this oh, is, this yeah. is the thing. Well, reboot. Ah, if it was Buffy knowledge. as a middle-aged woman, you know, that could be in interesting but i think i think it's just because we're old and we have very 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 clear memories of <laughs> buffy the vampire slayer the original series we've got oh, we're very 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 well, clear and have very very old memories they're all with my but friend gina at the, work. Yeah. Why, why are they redoing it the, the, 21 years ago apparently that yeah. started. i suppose you could say yeah you had the film and they made the series off the film they're just making a modern day version of the film series kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. we, we remember the buffy the vampire slayer series because that's the one that's sort of most, most recent after the film but there's it, plenty of series that have been made off of films yeah and it's now pre-modern TV in terms of it wasn't properly shot to widescreen they tried to do it after the fact it wasn't shot in HD so it's very hard to, to show it in repeats nowadays so. no, no, it, it, just strikes, it just strikes me as a way to absolutely ruin <laughs> the, the concept of Buffy I just yeah, I'm, I'm not enthusiastic I don't know these new characters no, coming no. in it's, it's not a new character. It's the same character. It's Buffy Summers. But I don't know. They'll be making. All right, it I, I won't. I won't make my point. That's it. No, I'm pulling your leg. I'm pulling your leg. Oh, she's in the half. No, I'm not. I think. I, I know. I mean, it does feel like they're running out of ideas. There are plenty of ideas out there. Netflix. Some of the Netflix oh, originals Netflix proves that. But, but this yeah. just seems like. Why the hell yeah. would they bother? Because they're looking at making a remake of Xena as well, and I said, oh, and the same yes. kind of idea. Like, well, that, that will end up like the remake of Monkey, and I, I, I suppose some people like it, but there was just no no humour to the remake of Monkey. I really, yeah, I really I tried, and I just really didn't enjoy it. I think the reason why they're not making new stuff and they're remaking it is because tentatively. They've got an audience there. Yeah, they've got a potential audience well, yeah. there, it's not the rather than it's money people. The yeah, well, rather than no audience, something brand new. Yeah, but yeah, what if I, they, they spend all this money redoing like they're, they're something? Cashing in on nostalgia. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and the name of Joss Whedon. And it kind of, well, I think, yeah. it kind of lets down the youngsters who are coming through. Yeah, they've got nothing. You know, it's not something they can call their own. It's something that their parents really enjoyed, and someone made a half-ass mm, remake yeah. of it. We shall wait and see. Mm. That it. No more news? Yep. Yep. Thus endeth the news. <laughs> right. You may have noticed if you live in the UK that it's been a little bit on the warm side Just recently. A Just a tad. We've had no volcanic eruptions or anything, Yet. but, you know, mm-hmm. not too far Anything off. can happen. So to blend in with the <laughs> overall air of suffocation <laughs> and heat and fire, we've opted to watch... Planet of Fire. Ooh. Pause for music. Now, quick 20-second synopsis. Quick, go for it. Right. Planet of Fire sees the introduction of Perry. We lose Turlo. We lose Chameleon, even though most of us didn't know Chameleon was still there. The Master shrunk himself, so he needs something called Numismaton gas, so he heads off to the planet of San, where, funnily enough, Turlo's twin brother that he didn't know he had has <laughs> been living as the Chosen One, because his father's ship crashed there and burnt into flames. Into and fire. And the mm, such. Yes. 
this the up to the doctor and Perry and Turlo and the little boy who's not a little boy, he's a man, to solve the master's solve? What's the word when you stop someone doing thwart the master's evil plan whilst also not falling into a volcano. Yes. Was that twenty seconds? That was Can I just add it wasn't his twin brother, it was his little brother, but he did know about him, but he just didn't mention him up until that point. Cough. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, he's had this thing in his arm the entire time that, yeah. we, never yeah. see. that we never mm. see it. Yep, until now. Mm. Now, I, I, I liked Planet of Fire when I saw it the first yeah. time. I've yeah. liked it all the other times I've seen it, and I liked it yesterday when we watched it again. Yeah. Although there's a new angle. Mm. Oh, really? Perry and Donna are very much alike. Yes. They were both brats yeah. who <laughs> became much, much better for having mm. travelled with the Doctor. Mm. Oh, maybe. Well, that's she it. became much bolder, certainly. Mm. Well, she did. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all changed on the TARDIS. I mean, there's no Nissa. No. There's That's no, for the best. There's no Tegan. That Tegan, was a yeah. shame. She was mentioned. Yeah. The, the Doctor is briefly sulking at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Trying to well, link it into the previous yeah. episode. Well, yeah. as much as his round, open, bland face will allow. Yeah. 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 Turlo takes his trunks off. <laughs> Why, was <laughs> trunks off? Why wasn't he wearing boxes? He's going to go into the sea. So he takes off the shortest, shorts in the, shorts in the world. They were so a pair of nut chokers. Yeah. <laughs> Proper budget smugglers. So swim out in his buddy. I mean, not that I complained at the time. Well, this, oh, this, is, this is one thing I noticed. There's been much said over the years about the blatant sexism of oh, some of the yeah. shots oh, introducing yeah. Perry. Different the male gaze Scanning there, so. down and pausing over her cleavage, mm. scanning down to her oh. navel and so on. Yeah. But Mark Strickson didn't fare much better. <laughs> it was was essentially this is his package let's go and make it wet <laughs> you've got to keep his shirt on yeah, that was, well, that's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> if you've ever swam in your pajamas to get your silver swimming certificate, it's the shirt that really drags you down. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the shorts on, take the shirt. Perhaps he oh. wasn't proud of his nipples and chose not to show them to Maybe the world. Not. Maybe he didn't want to show his tattoo until the right time. Well, no, no, I think if he would have died in the dived into the water, his tattoo may have fallen off. Probably. This is very <laughs> true. It's yeah. not waterproof. Yeah. yeah, and what was the point of her jumping into the water with her clothes in a bag, and then ten seconds later? She starts to drown. For no ready family. It's reason. because oh. she forgot she, she couldn't, couldn't swim. <laughs> <laughs> she had a large plastic bag full of air with her. Undercurrent. And the bag was really floating well. <laughs> no, it's got to have an undercurrent. <laughs> <laughs> but one yeah. thing, I mean, we, we, all, we, all, we all laugh about Perry, as yeah. we quite rightly should at that point, because she, she was a total brat. Oh, but there was yummy. a dark undertone to her family life. Was, I think it was yeah. the, the it was first time the programme ever hinted yeah. on the idea of child abuse. Yeah. Something she was, was, going she was on dreaming. Was... Do you remember she was dreaming um, about Howard to make mm. so Chameleon could take on Howard's All right. and Don't the, turn the, out the, the, light. the dream was pretty much she she sounded like she was very little and he was huh? locking her up in a dark room. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Was that in the movie version? I knew it must have been I watched the condensed movie version. Well, that may have been cut out. Silly fault then, isn't it? Yeah. Also, I, I remember watching at the time, and also this. There's not a lot of difference in age between Perry and Howard. I suspect well, there is, yeah, but ten years. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, we're not talking. Not I know it's 20, a step. Yeah, yeah, it's a stepfather. Mm, yeah. it, there did seem a, a, a weirdness about their relationship, and mm. when I was a teenager watching it, I felt that. And as an adult, again watching it, yeah. 
there was something about the way he behaved her and how she perceived him that was, as you say, wasn't quite. I don't know. It was yeah, a bit jarring, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. But looking at the brat side of her, what I suppose idiots today would call the snowflake side of her mm. is she couldn't get away, so mm. she screams and shouts. No. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that he, she sold her ticket home to be able to go off with these two strange guys. Mm. Um, he made her buy the ticket back and promised her she could pay him back out of her allowance. Mm. And she two minutes later been saying, "I'm not a child." You know what the hell is she getting an allowance <laughs> for? Pocket money. I mean, good grief. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so sort of Perry was very much the damsel in distress in this episode. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. It's not screaming. a great intro for a well, companion, no. frankly. No. I, th- I, d- I don't know. I think it was, in my opinion, it was actually the perfect intro because really? she was so unlikable. Yeah. Oh, and grief, even yeah. by the end of this story, she'd improved. Yeah. yeah. A bit, and maybe. as the as the series goes on, she improves a lot more, and yeah. she she became a rather what? sound companion what i found ironic was of the conversation with her and howard and one of the lines that come out was don't lecture me what did always the sick doctor do he's gonna be doing that a lot yeah get used to it now the master we we had a discussion about the master (laughs) he's managed to shrink himself using his tissue compression eliminator what didn't fit was how the tissue compression eliminator suddenly became a matter compression eliminator and was shrinking everything from a spacesuit onwards. Yeah. That's because oh. he was experimenting with it, and that's how uh, it all backfired. Oh, so he was changing it into a tissue and matter compression. Yes, and that's ah. why, how it all happened. <laughs> because then that way, the whole little thing that he's sitting in, that's how that shrunk as well. Because well. well. assu- yeah. I assumed that was like his laboratory the or his laboratory, console room. See, so yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. yeah, see, that's where he was trying to merge one thing no, with another. And, and overstepped. Yeah, we've oh. overstepped the bind, and it's the only thing that makes sense. Um, it, was, it was nice to see Peter Wingard in it. Oh, yeah. yeah he's it wasn't he? Yeah. Feed him to the fire, my lord. <laughs> yeah. You said you'd feed him to the fire. Yeah. Well, you, you occasionally have to feed one or two malcontents to the fire. They expect it. Oh. <laughs> and he had a moustache that acted yeah. all on its own. Oh, oh, that was the wonderful. The groovy moustache, yeah. Great voice, sir. Great voice. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I thought they used Lanzarote very, very well. Very yes. well. Yeah. I mean, it really did look like when an alien. You were going on about the sound of Lanzarote. Oh, I love the sound, the um, the clinker, the um, the pumice mm. when they're climbing up the slopes oh, and that. I yeah. love that sound. It's so didn't sound the effective. same on Kill the Moon, did it? Frigging moon. moon. (laughs) One thing that didn't sit well, it didn't sit well when I was a kid and this was on, and it still doesn't sit well, was the Doctor's blasé killing of Chameleon. Yeah. And Mm, now Keith Keith pointed out that he was short on time, it was the only thing to do. But if that had been, for example, Tegan, he would have moved heaven and earth to make sure Mm. that he solved it. But with this, it was like, yeah, I'm sorry too. Bam, you're dead. But there again, I mean, all yeah. that screaming that uh, Chameleon was coming out at the beginning of the episode, I mean, can you blame him? Well, I, as I think, personally, I think that was maybe a little leak through from the actor Peter Davison, because the Chameleon robot was apparently a right pig to act oh, against. Yeah, but, yeah, and somebody's yeah. saying that Peter Davison is a very good actor and, and would have pretended Chameleon was his lover if the script had called for it. I think it was just a, it was just a very cruel and lazy way of, yeah. of dealing yeah. with it. Maybe he killed him so the truth wouldn't come out. <gasps> no, when when he's mind controlling it as well, he's mm. trying to gain compound. It's very much you're a slave. Yeah, and there's, it was, there's it was a tone disturbing. of the voice that's sort of like very not 
doctorish. Mm. Yeah. Um, Would have been better if Chameleon had committed suicide in some way mm. to for the master's plan, or, or died or, nobly, or in yeah. some way that because none of it was Chameleon's fault. No. So, or if if he'd gone rogue or something, mm. so there was yeah. a, a reason a, mm. to yeah. basically murder him. But it was it was a piece, he was in a piece of equipment, arguably sentient, mm. and it just didn't even try. It was like it was like it was like warriors on the cheap all over again. <laughs> there should have been another way. Yes, there frigging well should. <laughs> well, also is the fact that it is mechanical. Mm. Yeah. He could have rebuilt him like K nine. Mm. Uh, he he insp- intended to salvage and rebuild him but he scrunk him yeah but chameleon asked to be ended mm. yeah but yeah. you know if if he'd come across someone standing on the top of a motorway bridge looking to end it all would he have if he'd come across that person the person said please just let me die please let me fall off would he have then just shoved him in the back <laughs> and walked off a lot depends on how much their fee was because that yeah. that robot was blooming expensive oh, it was an amazing piece of equipment wasn't it, it? Was an amazing it was an amazing piece of equipment but apparently it never worked but, yeah. but most of this story had been replaced by an actor anyway yeah. so it didn't yeah. really matter just with well. a silver face well, it yeah. had to be replaced by an actor because <laughs> yeah, it couldn't do yeah. what it was meant I to do I don't know what's going on, on in the final scenes of the last episode but I think one of the um, extras one of the uh, sort of inhabitants of Sarn yeah, must have pinched one of the sound engineers boom microphones yeah because when they all come down from, you know, from the flame one of the actors looks like he's carrying a boom microphone in his hand <laughs> To be, <laughs> yeah, one of those big furry things on on a, on a stand. Have to I mean, watch that again now. Yeah. <laughs> Turlo, I liked Turlo, and like a lot of the male assistants, probably barring Ian in the first series and. Jamie, they don't get a real good bite of the cherry. Yeah. They Turn are they very, very second, third fiddle. Yeah. And if there's if they're mixed in with a female assistant, they she'll are she'll get top billing. Yeah, she'll mm. get mm. you know, which makes me laugh considering all the stuff that's going on at the moment <laughs> about genderism in who. <laughs> but it's always been and I like this because Turlow started to come out is out of the control of the Black yeah, Guardian, etc. etc. And it was his story. Yeah. So this is one of those ones I can really remember from when it first came out. Mm. And both then and now, I would really like to have seen his character continue. I yeah. thought they were just starting to make him not the whiny little schoolboy, <laughs> fet boy, mm. also not someone that was under control. His, his own character yeah. was starting well, to come out. And I thought it was a good send-off for him. starting to come out towards the end of the uh, episode. Yeah, so. the fact that he was willing to give up his own mm. freedom to yeah, make yeah. sure everyone was saved. Mm-hmm. Although, again, this is... It makes it sound like I'm really angry with Peter Davison, but his treatment of Turlow was different to how his treatment of, say, Tegan would have been mm. when he told him that if he'd done anything that helped the master, their friendship was over. Whereas with mm. any of the women, he'd have ranted and raved and told them what they've done wrong and that, but then moved on. There again, in your eyes, how could anyone be angry with Peter Davison? There were a yeah. lot of hormones flying around <laughs> in the early 80s. I, I, I do apologise. I, I have to admit that I think uh, it was his penultimate story as well, but mm-hmm. Peter Davison yeah. was at the top of his game on this one. Maybe mm-hmm. I enjoyed him a lot. It's you know the the small discussion of um, I've managed to track down the the emission source moved. At, you're soaking wet, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a very muscly right arm. <laughs> yes, he's got a very muscly left right arm. Not quite so much. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't see the left arm, but the right arm was very muscly. Monday, Tuesday, talking about this being being. T- 
Pirello's last story, it's one of the few times, I think possibly the only time, when the assistant leaving story is all about the assistant. Not just tagged on at the end. Not just tagged on it. Not just, oh, by the way, I've fallen in love or what have you. A substantial part of this story, yeah. from the finding at the beginning mm. to the ship at the end, is Turlow's story. Yeah, there yeah. isn't compared to the previous story. Yeah, I can't Tegan left. Think yeah, of was tagged on, wasn't Go, it? Going <laughs> through the entire history of the program, I can't think of hardly any story where the assistant leaving or companion or whatever companion. it is leaving story yeah. is built around that companion or that assistant yeah. and their own little tract and all that. Not yeah. just knew who. They always get a decent send-off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is as it should be. Yeah. But still not quite to the same extent. It's built in around know. other things, but not... Um, this is almost it, bespoke to his I don't character. think it has to be now, because the characters of the companions are explored so much yeah. deeper. Yeah. yeah, they're much stronger. Yeah, yeah but there again, I mean, so one thing I did notice, I mean, going back way back to uh, The Green Death, all this talk of people leaving being you know, sort of tacked on at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. At the end of The Green Death, it was very much the Doctor leaving, mm. because yeah. they're having the celebrations for um, you know, Joe's... Um, you know, what's-his-face. what's-his-face's engagements. And it's very much the case that the Doctor says, right, they're happy, I'm off now. Mm. And you just see him driving away in Bessie, isn't that? Selfish. (laughs) But we've discussed that. I I enjoy this. I enjoyed watching it a second time. I enjoyed it the first time around. I enjoyed watching it this time around. My complaint would be that it feels very flat. Really? Maybe it's compared to New Who, but it's not very dramatic in places where it ought to be. (laughs) It was a volcano. I know. (laughs) But you could say that about a lot of classic. I think you probably can say it about most classic. I think, personally, I think this one still stands up the test of time. I still found it very enjoyable, still very watchable. Maybe because you watched the abridged version. Perhaps that doesn't help. Yeah. Because there are some stories that are bridged down well, like Genesis of the Daleks. There are others that you actually miss some of the nuances that help drive the story. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. No cliffhangers to push it up and down. (laughs) Next time, don't be so lazy and do the task properly. (laughs) Well, maybe I should. Mm. (laughs) Right, we'd like to hear what you thought of Planet of Fire. Don't just tell us it was hot, because we know it's hot. (laughs) You can share your views with us at show at Staggering Stories dot net. Speaking of fire, we go from a planet that was on fire, kind of, to a baby that was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful segue. We have been watching The Incredibles 2. Pause for dramatic music. We've seen this twice. We have. Now. Me too. And the second time, we saw it with our grandson, who is four. (laughs) Okay. Who, at one point in the proceedings, leaned over to me and whispered, Nana, the baby's on fire! (laughs) (laughs) Like you hadn't noticed. (laughs) Well, you know, we are old, so we were looking in the wrong way. Yeah, we... (laughs) Now, before we start with The Incredibles, did everyone get the same short film beforehand? Oh! It was was called Bow, and it was... Did um, you leak... Oh, it was it was wonderful. I, was, I, I had a, I had a mixed mixed auditorium, you can get too much for that. and there was two 
sort of like young ladies behind me. And I goes, what have I just witnessed? What was that? Well, she was dreaming about her son that had left. No, 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 no. She killed her son. The other one <laughs> she came along, took the fiancé of the other. The, this, I don't know about you, real Keith, but watching it the second time was much more fun than the first time because we could hear, we knew what was coming yeah, and we yeah. could hear the reactions of the is. rest of the... A lot of people laughed. Well, there, were, there were lots of, oh, that's weird. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? That, that was Marella. Basically, we should have said this beforehand, but there's going to be loads of spoilers in all this. So, but basically, Bao is about about a Chinese or Japanese lady. I'd say Chinese. No, Japanese. Japanese dumplings. Yeah, She's making dumplings. One of them turns out to be a baby, which she nearly eats, and it's her raising this baby dumpling, and it's all a metaphor for her feeling having empty. Syndrome because her, yeah. her, her only child has left home to get married and to a hussy. It's to a hussy, <laughs> and her husband's <laughs> too busy rushing in and out hmm. to work. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful. But that's not what we were there to see. No, no, no. Now the Incredibles two. This follows on immediately yep. after the end mm-hmm. of Incredibles the one, underminer. when the Underminer appears, and it focuses on what the family did. The yep. consequences of what they did and how everything went up shit creek really, really quickly. Yeah, Mr. Incredible becomes a house husband. He does. Yeah. And anyone who's ever had children, <laughs> ever had babies, will adore the whole him trying to look after Jack Jack, who is, who is the baby. Reading the book, the doozers. Oh, yeah. there was just so much in it. You, you, It takes you back to those days of no sleep and yeah. being so tired you could see through time. <laughs> 24 our constant hazes. Oh mm. man, it's yep. a wonder any babies live. <laughs> not because That's you're horrible. Why they not because, yeah. No, no, no. As I say, not because you're horrible to them, but because you're so tired, you'd sort of put them in the bin and then put the rubbish into bed for a nap. You know, it's, it's that sort of tired. Yeah. I, I adored Incredibles one. Incredibles and one this, was very good. This yes. I would say was even better. Oh, I really? actually it's, liked it's, this. Even it's on more. a. I would say at the very least, it's on a par with yeah. number one. Yeah. Long time seen the first one, but fourteen years between them is yeah. crazy. Grief, yeah. Yeah. Has it been that long? It has. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah. What was the gap between Finding Nemo and uh, Finding Dory? What was the gap between? Oh, that? That's quite a long one as well. But I've never seen either of those. Yeah, but I think it was a case of trying to come up with an an adequate idea. To, uh, How's going to be? Oh, maybe, yeah, I was going to say know. fourteen years worth of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, Captain Captain Mister Incredible becomes the house husband. Yeah. The um, Elastigirl becomes the main protagonist. There, there is a there is a movement to return supers, supers to prominence yeah. yes. and they cho- they choose Elastigirl because rather she's than... less damaged <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's a combination because she's less damaged and she's more sellable mm. yeah mm. and yeah. it's got this this film has the, a villain with the best name in the world yeah. hands up who did not realise that she was the villain straight away as soon as you learn oh, her name yeah. I thought it was the brother I'll be honest her name is Evil Endeavour <laughs> how could you not <laughs> I didn't know her name, Did actually. You, they said her name was Evil Endeavour. <laughs> Evil Endeavour. I, I missed that. Oh, I only God. saw it once. I missed that. <laughs> oh, no, because well, the first time we went to see it, me and at least three other people went, ha! <laughs> so, yeah. Do we see the return of Frozone in it? We, we have oh, Frozone. Yes. Oh, we yes. have Edna Mode. Oh, oh, I 
And we have a whole host of other new superheroes. New supers, yeah. They all seemed a bit near to me, but they were yeah. under I think Evil Endeavours mm, psychic control. Of the new ones, I think Void. Void was good. She was like portal. The, the game Portal yeah. in yeah. human form. Yeah. But I, also, it's the first time she meets Elastigirl. And she's trying to help her go up it's, to the no, plane. No, 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 no. She fangasms. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I do love the scene with Edna when he comes to collect the baby and the baby and Edna are walking side by <laughs> yeah. side and they're mirroring each other. Yeah. 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 The and baby's a polymorph. The so. fight with does, the raccoon does... is the best oh, thing that in the world. Fight. I feel sorry for the raccoon. <laughs> because, you know, spoiler music, la 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 la. Jack-Jack doesn't just have one power. No. Jack-Jack has all lots. of them. Mm. 17. Yeah, I think, I think he's, got laser, he's got laser vision. He can turn, turn into a flame, turn into a monster, mm. duplicate multiple duplications of himself go into alternate, go into alternate dimensions <laughs> Well, we yep. got laser, 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 laser bolts. All laser yeah. bolts as well, well. We did see all those in the short with the uh, with the babysitter. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. He changes face. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, oh, yeah, he, can, he, can and face. he can also bitch slap <laughs> a raccoon <laughs> and, and float. Oh, yeah, he floated, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the monster. Yeah, we said the monster. So there are, and there are rubber. Low... He was a rubber at one yeah, point. He when, the ba- when, when the raccoon, raccoon tried to bite to... him. Yeah. And I loved the point where Mr. Incredible started off delighted that Jack-Jack had powers yeah. and then realised what it meant for a baby to have those yep. powers yeah. and just went, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's the one in charge of yeah. it. Yeah. So presumably the other two children didn't have multiple powers when they no, were babies. No, it seems just, what's it, speed and invisibility. Mm, that's it. And creating force bubbles. Force, yeah. force really. Yeah, she's got multiple, isn't she? Mm. Yeah. Now, does the no capes rule still apply? No capes, darling. Um, yes, yeah. Most of them, I think a few of the extra supers who Edna does not design yeah. have capes, oh, but right. all of Edna's designs, mm. no capes. No capes. No capes. <laughs> this was quite interesting. I, I loved the film, but it, I thought it was also quite modern as well, this whole movement at the moment of like having female-led movies. And there was that whole mm. thing in there with, like, I'm going to be the... I'm going to be... No, I'm the hero. Be a good hero, so I can be the hero. <laughs> when he banged his head on the table. Yeah, I'm very happy for you. And it was almost playing with that whole thing that had happened with the female Ghostbusters and all the rest of it, yeah. and, and her being the one they choose, and him being really, the, the assumption really from some talkative. from a certain generation of men backwards that only men can yeah. take the can take the lead. Yeah, but he did take the lead. Eventually, but at home. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Maths is maths. Why oh, have they changed so I've had that conversation <laughs> with myself. Yeah. That's not how... Mum, you've got to show your work. No, you don't. You just do it this way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. I thought, it, I thought it was actually quite a good plot. As well. I mean, it's quite often with these kind of cartoons that the plots, plots and that can be quite fundamental. But it was actually quite a good plot. It's, it it's a longish mm. film. It's about two yeah. hours. Yeah. So... It does carry you through that two hours. I mean, I say I had adults and we literally had a baby in arms in the cinema. Mm. Oh, God um, <laughs> and you heard the giggling and that kind of stuff. And as you say, there's a few comments from the, the kids. But there wasn't fidgeting going on. You didn't hear a well, sound of fidgeting in the older time. So it, it held the kids' attention yeah, as held, well for the two hours as well as the adults. Yeah, it was quite late in the evening and he had a busy day. So for the last 20 minutes, I ended up having a cuddle. Mm. 
but no, it really yeah. it held his attention. But it also yeah. held the adults as well. Yeah. Everyone was going through for the two hours. It was... mm. Pixar are good at that. They yeah. they yeah. do mm. aim at Multiple. all people. Yeah. Also, um, good to hear old Bob Odenkirk from Beth Call Saul as the was uh, he? he was the brother of the villain. Oh right, Where, uh, was it Wes Winston? Winston, Devil. that was it. Who I'm glad wasn't evil because no, he like, was enthusiastic. He was in, yeah enthusiastic. Bless him. And who else was there? I thought they got Samuel Jackson back to do the voice. I mean, of course. mega, mm, mega, yeah. mega yeah. superstar. <laughs> Superhero. Yeah. But they probably had him on contract because he was in the first film. And so, can we? It's not contracts probably are too harsh, but a gentleman's agreement. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We, we also had the Incredible. Oh, yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah. Incredible's car, which yeah. was everything James Bond's car could which, do all in one. They yeah. told him him had been destroyed. The, they yeah, fibbed. They <laughs> lied. I didn't realise they'd recast Dash. Oh, have they? Yeah. I don't know. If it's been 14 years. The kids' voice, voice probably yeah. Yeah. yeah, although the daughter's still the It's same. a lot easier for Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. 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 easier for a girl to get a And vo- women's a voices voice don't down. tend to sort of change that much until you're in your mid-30s. Yes. Mm. Mm. Men's voices do tend to go very drastically <laughs> from one extreme <laughs> to the other. But the, the star of the show was definitely the baby. Oh, Jack. Well, Jack. Oh, yes. Having said that, big uh, he could go big as well. He did he went oh, big yeah. as well? Sorry. Uh, having, having said <laughs> that, the guy who plays Mr. Incredible, to my mm. mind, sounded noticeably older. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Saw an interview with him a little while ago, and he does, he is looking old. But yeah. then well, it's fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not criticising. Because he, was, he was the dad from Poltergeist, yes. and that was like forty oh, years ago. Yes. He didn't so, sound really, older. Right? He sounded tired. It was method acting. For, for looking after these kids and me and Rand Ruggedy, he yeah. was method acting tired. <laughs> no, I, I did think he sounded a bit older, certainly at the beginning with the under... And the underminer got away. They didn't we actually catch... We never found out what happened, found out what happened mm. to the underminer. He, he undermined the bank, yeah. stole the money and got away. Maybe be in the next one, yeah. if they do it a bit quicker. catch him. Do yeah. you think the similarities between the underminer ship and the mole from Thunderbird? Just a little bit. But on the whole, yeah... I, thumbs up. Go and watch it. it go wonderful. and watch it. I'm going to go and watch it again. Did, apparently, there was an end credit scene. I didn't stay to the end credit no, I didn't, scene. No, the time. Okay. Right, apparently, at the end of the animated credit sequence, the subterranean vehicle that Underminder escaped in is seen foreshadowing his return. Ooh. No, we didn't stay because no. it wasn't a Marvel film. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't stay because it was a Mar- Marvel film and I'd also had almost a litre of coke and it's a two-hour <laughs> film. Oh, Hello, this is your bladder <laughs> My bladder was going, don't move quickly. <laughs> I felt exactly the same during um, you know, Avengers Infinity War. I mean, I wanted to go, but I was just Dudes, rooted. we're not talking about our toilet habits now. This is why I never have a Coke at the cinema. Yeah, oh. don't drink no, an hour before drink. you go into the cinema. <laughs> yeah. my rule. Ne- an hour drink. before, no drinking. <laughs> Next week on Wee Wee Corner, <laughs> we will discuss the etiquette for box sets. <laughs> so what's your you pause it, it's like <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed the film we'll definitely see it a second time yeah they were the successor yeah, we'll, we'll probably see it a third time because Jamie hasn't seen it yet this is true uh, yeah. yeah I might well catch it a third time right you know the routine we want to know what you thought of The Incredibles 2 so please tell us by writing to show at staggering stories dot net thank you <laughs> Woo-hoo. 
Now, we have no feedback. Please send us some. It's too hot for them to write it feedback. It really is. It's too hot for us well, to actually, be here. Actually, we've had lots of feedback, but it's spontaneously combusted. It's melted. <laughs> but we do have... Audio feedback. An audio thingy to play for you. A thingy? A thingy. thingy. An audio flip. A thingy is an, all, it's an all-encompassing word. Hello, this is Michael from the Tin Dog Podcast. Hello, staggerers. Now, it's time for a massive plug. Basically, I need your help, guys. As you're no doubt aware, I've written a book. And the book is available. I've written Geek Myths. It's not a sci-fi book. It's a book about fandom, about having a dead-end job. It's about love, life, and the pursuit of sonic screwdrivers. It's not a sci-fi book, but it's ideal for people who like sci-fi. It's not a romance, but the guy may or may not find love. It's not an out-and-out comedy, but I challenge anyone not to raise a smile. The book was due out last year, but one publisher ran into difficulties, and then another also ran into difficulties. The book may be cursed, which is always a great selling point. So, I've taken the advice of... Steve Hatcher, Andrew Smith and James Goss have all said that the book deserves to be out there and I've published it myself. So, if you want to nip out to your local branch of Amazon anywhere in the world, you can buy it in Kindle and physical format. Not only if you buy the physical format do you get the Kindle book thrown in for free, you're also going to get the first two chapters of my next book series, Jane of the Air. It's a sort of steampunk alternative earth book aimed at tweenagers because there just isn't enough adventure out there. It comes in at about 400 pages and it's had some great feedback so far. So I'd like to thank you for joining me on my drive home from work today and I also want to thank you for being, well, the Staggering Stories podcast because you guys have really helped me in the past. You've been there when I got run over, and you've kept me going when I've thought this podcasting lark was just, well, some bloke talking into a microphone. So anyway, thanks for your time, and I'll let you get on with the rest of the feedback. So until next time, be seeing you. I'd just like to make it clear that we were nowhere near him when he got run over. <laughs> no, 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 no. Adam is looking very wasn't smug. Us, wasn't Adam no. is looking very smug. That sounds like a brilliant yes. book, which, yeah. well, you can have the hard, the, the physical version yeah. and I'll have the Kindle. Yeah, I, I, I do like the fact of the atmosphere for that particular plug, i.e. the sound of <laughs> oh, the road the as he's driving. Yeah. Yeah. driving good, yeah, no. I will be yeah. very disappointed if the hero doesn't find love at the end. Yeah, just fair warning. Yeah, yeah. At least was, an inflatable love. Was he actually yeah. driving home, love. or did he just put that sound effect on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was if it was illegal, he put the sound effect on. Yeah. yeah. If it's not illegal, that's oh, so very good. Go out and buy it. What was it called? Did he actually say what it was called? He did. Uh, uh, it's called Geek Myths. Geek, Geek Myths. Myths. Geek Myths. Mm. Amazon. Go out, Go and, out buy and buy it. Plug, plug. Michael Gilroy Sinclair. Yes. I like the idea that sound of the steampunk one as well. Mm. Was it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Jane of the air. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So well done to young Tinny. Oh, good. That's yep. All yep. kinds of Yeah, all and his kinds last book awesome. was great as well. I think his last book, anyway. Uh, the oh. old uh, Astrology. The Astrology. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. I keep meaning to get signed every time I take Trueville, I forget <laughs> to ask him to sign it. Don't you find it embarrassing to ask people that you know for their autographs? No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah, count, you, you count, have no count, shame. Count, this is Adam. Oh, yeah, sorry, forgot. <laughs> I, I withdraw the question. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to give you that address for the third time because, you know, the heat going to go away so you'll have to pick up keyboards and do typing things and write to us at show at staggering stories dot net if it helps (laughs) we'll do it backwards oh god net dot stories staggering at show now there's no excuse (laughs) it's hard is it you you haven't mentioned try to remember things backwards in this heat lead us out lead us out in a hot melty manner crumbly and so dear listeners (laughs) you did ask for it And so, dear listeners, this brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More hot, fun frivolity and jollity. More hot (laughs) news and reviews. More steaming piles of... (laughs) (laughs) That was just going through my mind, isn't it? But until that... You didn't say steaming parts of what? (laughs) Who old and new? Hot who old and new. Hi, besides making calls, here's the new thing. Alexa! Shut up! Shush! Hey, Google! Are you Alexa or Google? What the hell are you? You can say call then a name. I don't want to! (laughs) Why? Why? How? I have no idea. Even the IT has had enough with this. Let's go for H for hot. So until that... Hellishly. Hideously. Hot. I thought it would be S for sticky. Pervert. (laughs) Comes humpingly. Horridly. Harumphingly. Helicopteringly. I learnt a thing. Oh, oh, helicoptering. Yeah, I learnt... Learn to think. Yeah, she learned you know to the think. word helicopter, and it's made up of two sections. Yeah. Yeah. What are those two? Two words. It's heli is in or sun? No, you're no. wrong. What is it then? It's helico, as in circular or spiral, ah. and pter, as in pterodactyl, as in flight. What? As yeah. in pterodactyl? P-T-E-R, as in pterodactyl, pterodon. Yeah, so up yours. I've been suffering from this all week. He was on a train and I told him. On a hot, sticky... Stuff anyway, where and were she's we? she's been insufferably smug ever since. Yes. I have. Yeah. I've, I've learned a thing. Comes humping. Horridly. Towards us. Hellishly. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying it's hot. Very hot. Very, very hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. It's you. Line. Line. I'm Jean. No, no, just, just say really, really, really hot. <laughs> oh, 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 You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 294, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an L. Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Yeah.
Why do I keep thinking of the day the earth caught fire? No, that's going to be Thursday. Apparently we've been raised to one below we're all going to die heat warning. What? Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> that's have this, a level? Yeah, well it's emergency or or, or something. Oh, amber warning. No, no, red warning. We're one red, below red ooh, warning. So we're not amber, we're above amber. We we're above to... amber. Now the thing is, it, it's catastrophe warning mm. or something. So they raise it to catastrophe. What, what does that mean? Do we all not go into work? Do well, we no, all run around, around going, shouting? Oh! We had an email round today saying we can all wear shorts if yes. we want. I don't want to wear shorts. We're not allowed to wear shorts. Well, you would hurt yourself. Mm. I know why they issue those warnings, and it does make good sense for people in certain um, jobs where you need to know about mm. that. But for, for most of us, it's like kind of like, OK, I know it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fire... Fire! Du, du, du. No, I'm waiting for him to press to the button again. Why has this been so slow tonight? Because it's, it's hot! hot. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't feel hot at all. Not the way everyone shouted that in unison. <laughs> at the San Diego... Oh, fuck. <laughs> really? The San Diego <laughs> fuck! <laughs> that's not what it's yeah. called! No, well, that's quite a party. Must be! Could I have tickets for that, please? <laughs> the liquid flows! Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> have a good day i had a good day did you have a good day uh, yeah ups and downs hot and sweaty mm. you've been having sex again haven't you more's the pity no <laughs> i've seen some of the men you work with they're yeah. really not your sort uh, <laughs> they don't even want to hug anymore i don't blame them no, I, I stand there not going if you, come on a, give the hug not if you're going all up and down and sweaty at them <laughs> oh, I, I, I can confirm that the north sea is officially warm it got up to 34 degrees today. It's the, really? um, It was the hottest day the, of the, any year this century, quite I was, frankly. I'm sitting there thinking, my feet will be nice and cool in this cold water uh-uh. that's along yeah. the... My God, that's blood temperature. I mean, <laughs> literally, it was... You could bath in it. It was that warm. <laughs> but anyway... Who wants to bathe in the North Sea? Why not? It's cold. No, it wasn't cold. <laughs> not that time. <laughs> Where's Scott? Who? Scott. Oh, I killed him. Oh. Mm. 